is Fitzroy Street in St Kilda. Sydney, your equivalent would be King's Cross, Darlinghurst, Brisbane. Fortitude Valley, I guess. Adelaide? I'm not sure there is one in Adelaide. Fitzroy Street, St Kilda, this is, this is the centre of, of a certain street life in, in the city of Melbourne. And a very old place, of course, the, the country of the Boomerang people. We back here onto the sea and, and behind us towards Albert Park, the area now being converted to a Grand Prix circuit, a, a wetland, a, a fertile place full of people and food in the old times, a place of meeting. And in more modern times, in the gold rush period, a, a place of, of boom, a place of mansions, a, a seaside retreat. And after that, a place of a certain, a certain seediness. A place available to all, in a way, to, to punks, to sex workers, to the homeless, the disadvantaged, the poor and the adventurous. Across the street from where I am now is an extraordinary building. It's the Victorian Pride Centre, and it's, it's one of those pieces of arresting architecture that just, it's arrived. It has that sense of presence. And in a way, it's a synthesis of all this place was. It's a, a, a place to create space, to create a space of, of, of welcome and inclusion. Maybe that straddles the old and the new worlds in this place in St Kilda. But let's check out the building. <laughs> this extraordinary centre for Melbourne's LGBTQIA plus community. I think, to get an understanding of it, we might talk to the architects. I'm in a, in a, lift, in a lift with architects. I'm not sure if it's a perilous situation. <laughs> We've come to the fourth floor, which opens into a glorious vista. The sea, bits of Luna Park poking above the, above the trees at the end of the street. How wonderful. There's the city to our right. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. Well, I'm James Breeley from Breeley Architects and Urbanists, BAU. Uh, Grant Amon from Grant Amon Architects. And we're, a, we're a joint venture that um, both collaborated for the uh, design of the project. Well, not only did you collaborate, you, you competed to do it. You're, you're <laughs> prize winners. Yes, it was a competition. And um, between about, when about 20 firms, I think it was all, all up, and then four were finalists, and we ended up uh, being the chosen ones. Yes, it was one of those rare open <coughs> competitions. What that, that inclusiveness, so that this is a, a queer space. What, what, what does that mean in terms of well, architecture? To start with, there was a, a whole range of resident groups, from radio stations to youth groups to health uh, theatrettes, so it had to qualify the usage and um, open up to all of those groups, as well as the general public. Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably the two biggest you know, formal things the building does is it sets up um, this, this openness that you've sort of observed from the street. So a bundle of virtual tubes runs right through the whole building, front to back, mm -hmm. and it, they cut their way through sort of a whole lot of things as they go. You can enter the cavern of your choice. <laughs> you can. <laughs> so there's ellipses and circular tubes and, and all sorts. And um, the other thing, 
that people kind of feel and observe is that it's a it's this big robust concrete structure mm -hmm. perhaps reminiscent of the big seaside washed out you know concrete structures and uh it sort of looks like it's uh it's sort of unraveled it's a bit it's a bit piranesian a bit like st kilda of the 60s and 70s where all the mansions were you know collapsing and subdividing <laughs> which which is when which is when part of the shift changed to make it an inclusive place well that, that inclusiveness so that this is a, a queer space architecture perpetuates and resembles the world that that surrounds and creates it, it it's, yeah. it's part of the hmm. philosophy of its its culture so to think of a, a queer architecture it's it's not a it's not a foolish notion because it, mm. it, the other architecture is not necessarily there is a there is a counterpoint in sort of well there's no dominant thing when you enter the building nothing mm. hits you as being I've got to go over to that point or that point um, it's 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 not quite defined so therefore it's open and there, there aren't thresholds or barriers and um, part of that was the way the circulation runs around the building around a central core which is circular and elliptical um, so there's no dead ends there's yes. um there, there's a continuum of experience if yes, you like it's a, and openness it's, it's an undoing of the kind of expected hierarchies mm. which predict yeah, or really nice. you know be predict behaviors or you know so you're not expected to behave in any particular way here because there's a coexistence of a lot of different things a lot of different um architectural ideas mm. that uh sort of make it pretty relaxing in a way you're you're two straight men we are working on this project. Mm. Was that a, a process of, of or thought and investigation involved in that for you? Yes, well, it was. Um, the brief was really quite detailed spatially and what the requirements were, but then we began um, a whole series of workshops and sort of um, learned experiences as well, being informed by the multitude of um, user groups. So what did that, that was change? Good. In your thinking? Uh, well, not so much much in the architecture itself. We, we, we believed in what the building was offering architecturally. It was uh, then that learned experience of how it was going to um, unravel. I mean, it's, it's, it, in, in the phases of this area, I mean, it's at the moment in this sort of phase of some amount of gentrification in, in this street and around. Is there, is there risk in something as new and splendid of this being a part of that process rather than a a validation of another sort of culture here? Well, as you, it's, it's virtually impossible to gentrify Fitzroy Street itself. <laughs> <laughs> this street is... That won't change much. But street the street has okay. had its ups yep. and downs over the years and certainly a lot of shops and commercial areas were closed. And it's, it, it has revitalised. There are now 200 people here every day working here. And the Pride Centre has hundreds of people working all hours with Joy FM going through the night. We're going to visit them. Yes, your competition. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. All right. We're going to leave the roof. Reluctant as I am, in we go. Now we're down to this floor. We have uh, minus 18. This is an organisation championing young LGBTQIA plus people. And Joy FM. Oh, there it is. There's a doorbell. This looks very fancy. Hello. Jonathan from Radio National. Michael. How do you do? Good. To meet you. Can you yeah. just introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Michael Strauss. I'm the operations manager here at Troy Media. 
come into studio. Ah, no, you, can, you can hear that change in sound. We're sound moving up. into radio land. Exactly. And it will get even sort of more distinct when we shut the door coming into the studio. So this is Studio B. Mm -hmm. we, um, our studios are very, what's the word? Very boringly named AB3, ABC through to E. Um, B, B and C are our, our on-air, off-air pair of uh, radios, yep. uh, studio radios, radio studios. And, it, and we'll go into Studio E. Great space. Our second most favourite studio is this you've, one. Here. You've got lots of room in here too. Yeah, lots of lots of room. Things happening. Yeah. One of the design of these studios is that it's a multi-use multi space. Mm -hmm. So these desks in particular, they're narrower than those desks. They're designed to be physically wheeled out of the studio. Right. So we can use this let's say, for video, for performers yeah. or something, something yeah. else. And in fact, we've got the Mardi Gras viewing party that's happening downstairs. And this particular desk, we're physically taking downstairs and broadcasting from this desk down, down in the foyer. Very convenient. Very convenient. Yeah. No, it's great. It's be the third time that we've done this and it's worked out really well each time. It's the sound of Joy FM, 99.4.9, yes. We uh, wrangle a bit at Joy FM, but... Um, oh, why, why don't you like that? Oh, some his history with um, Joy obtaining its licence back 30 oh, years ago. Oh, I seem to remember a controversy. Yeah, there was uh, some protests from Christian stations saying, oh, everyone's going to be confused between, you know, us and them, so therefore you can't call it Joy FM. So it was Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9, yes. Michael, thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. On with our tour. Bye, everybody. See you later. It makes me wonder. I mean, the most... As an architect, as architect you know, you sit down, you, you create and you build and there the thing is and, and people come into that building. And that must be a... Especially with something like this, a tremendously surprising time. But yeah, that's right. Things aren't set up to work precisely in a particular way and so it's easy for people to adapt in ways you've never thought of. You don't have to control everything. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> and for instance the, the gay stuff markets that happen here every month, it just transforms the space hmm. to something entirely different. The front wall is a big glass sort of slide up door, a bit like a garage door. Because we didn't um, finish the front space, it was literally built unfinished, it sort of enabled everyone to think differently and they thought, well, why don't we just have a big market here? So they slid up the door, they slipped in all these market tables and that happens monthly. And another day, they drove in a damn car and it sat there for, up, up for auction. It was a fundraiser. It's, 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 not, a, it's not a building that, that strictly determines use. It's a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea of the big double-height space was a, a place where you could also um, make things. This place is about you know, driving campaigns of equality and inclusiveness further. You know, it's a place of, of act, action and activity. It's not only symbolic, it's a place where things are happening. It's a radical and, space. Yeah, that's right. So, anything can happen here, as we're seeing. And probably will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back and meet Justine now. Yep. And then my work will be done. <laughs> Our offices are just up the road, yeah. so we, we pop in a lot and mm. <laughs> it's great to see the place evolve. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like you say, it's like owning a house. <laughs> Nothing's ever finished. <laughs> okay. There's always something you can do. Should we have a chat? Yeah, that'd be lovely. We'll leave you to it. Thank see you. you. See you. Thanks, Bye. Can I say my pronouns? I'll yes, do it again. Uh, hi, I'm Justine Delariva, CEO of the Victorian Pride Centre, and my pronouns are she, her. So... How did this place happen? <laughs> wow, with a lot of tenacity and a lot of grit, 
In 2016, there are leaders within the LGBTIQ plus community that recognise the need for a safe and welcoming space to be created, primarily to support existing organisations. There's 15, we have 15 resident organisations. We like to call them resident organisations rather than tenants because the relationship we have as stewards of the building is very different from a typical landlord and the success of the Pride Centre uh, is ultimately around the success of the organisations within it. This is not a state facility, so what is the structure underlying it? Uh, so we're an independent not-for-profit, so we did receive significant foundation funding from the state government to do the business case, go out and consult with community uh, and essentially build it. Of course, we chose the most beautiful design and the most expensive, uh, so that, that's why I say foundation funding. Um, and that consultation process was with organisations and leaders from community where we sat together and said, well, if we're going to build this, what should it look like? Who should be in here? What should it be? What purpose should it have? And from that, uh, six key organisations uh, signed up an MOU with the Victorian Pride Centre Limited, uh, the organisation, to say, if you build it, we will come. And that's hence why okay. you, have a, you have a radio station because you wouldn't necessarily build a building with studios unless you thought a radio station would come. <laughs> so it just an accident? No. So the, so the basis of the design came out of that consultation and a commitment by existing organisations that they would call this place their home. And the building itself, what a thing that community can do. Oh, Undoubtedly, and often when I take people on tours and I talk about the history of the centre, I, it really has come out of that sense of tenacity that the LGBTIQ plus community has had to have. And this is why having the Pride Centre is really important uh, as being that visual cue that, that we are here and there are still unfinished things. And, and visibility is so important mm. when we think about the experiences of young LGBTIQ people, or even my own personal experience yeah. of not coming out until my, you know, late twenties, uh, is often because you don't. Space, isn't yeah, it? and so. you you often in in broad community don't see yourself in television or uh, in politics or, you know, those those leading roles make a really big difference to your sense of ability to be authentic and authentic in all parts of your life. So that visibility and having more and more visible leaders within our community is really important. And I see the Pride Centre being here as a visible icon, one of the things to remind those members in our community that, that we are here and that we are valued. Thank you. Right, you're Brilliant. welcome. <laughs> well A quick tour there of the Victorian Pride Centre in Melbourne's St Kilda. Amazing building, magnificent community. CEO Justine De La River just showing me out. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.